0: Hello, hello, everybody. You are listening to Throne Room Thoughts with Tanisha. the 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 Bible tells us to come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. My hope and prayer for everyone listening to this podcast is that you'll receive the tools to boldly declare power and victory over your life in Jesus Christ. Welcome to another episode of Throne Room Thoughts with Tanisha. We are gathered here today for another episode, another opportunity to sit and chat and try to do this thing called life according to godly principles. How are you guys? How is everyone doing? How are you all feeling? How was your holidays? How's everyone getting by? As for me and mine, we are doing well, thank God. And today we are going to sit and have a chat about this thing called forgiveness. I just actually finished a daily devotional on this subject. Um, I go into some really good detail um, and flesh out some biblical principles about forgiveness and that can be found on the Throne Room Thoughts website, ThroneRoomThoughts.com. Under the Connect and Engage section, you can find the daily devotionals. So um, definitely swing on by, head over to the website and check it out, see what you can get out of that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about forgiveness and sort of delve into what scripture has to say and apply that to this thing called life that we're doing. Going to into a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to call on your matchless name. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the King of Kings. You are Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Thank you, Father God, for being mindful of us, for caring about us, for checking to see how we're doing and for being invested, oh God, in our growth, in our well-being, in our health, in our wealth, in our situations. Father God, we ask that you be here with us on throne room thoughts on this episode of the throne room thoughts podcast be with every listener father god and let something that is said here on this episode be something that speaks directly to someone's heart in jesus mighty name amen so let's get straight into it it is that segment where we talk about the preaching potential quote of the day hallelujah Hallelujah. For those listening for the first time, preaching potential quotes are quotes that have deeper meaning and life principles that we could extract from the quote. I really, really love a good, simple saying that actually goes deep and means something relevant, like a nice one-two punch. Um, And so the preaching potential quote for today comes from Pastor Mike Todd out of Oklahoma, who pastors... Um, transformation church and the quote that I'm taking from him says what you express reinforces what you believe what you express reinforces what you believe why does this have preaching potential one might ask this quote has preaching potential because what comes out of your mouth And the things that you consistently say create your reality. And therefore, when he says what you express reinforces what you believe, that means that we don't only have to, we're not only limited to expressing what we see and what we feel. By nature, when we are feeling a certain thing or thinking a certain thing, or when we see something, we express it out of our mouth because that's giving witness to whatever we see or whatever we think. But if it's true that whatever we express reinforces what we, um, reinforces what we believe, then we can just as easily change what we believe and change how we're feeling by the things that we say. So if you, maybe you're in debt right now, maybe you have limited funds and, and, and you owe all kinds of bills. You don't know how you're going to pay and make ends meet, but You want to turn that around. So what you're, what we would be inclined to do is, is focus on the bills, focus on the lack, focus on the negative and speak about that. But what we should be doing and what we have to train ourselves to do is to magnify that which is greater. And that which is greater is God. That which is greater is God's word. So if God's word says, let the poor say, I'm rich. Let the weak say I'm strong. His word doesn't say, let the strong say I'm strong. And it doesn't say, let the rich say I'm rich. It says, let the poor say I'm rich. Let the weak say I'm strong. So if your finances are say, are showing you one thing, you still have the authority, the God-given authority to say something else and to create something else based upon what you're saying. So if you're not rich, say you are. Say that you are abundantly supplied. Say that you have no lack. Say that all your needs are met. Say that you are living in the overflow. And you have no lack in your life. You can say those things, although you may not feel that way, and although the circumstances may be saying something contradictory, contradictory to that, you can still say that with your mouth, and de- and develop those those strengths and draw on that, that new way of thinking and that new way of creating your reality because the Bible says God's word is alive and active. And so that therefore, whenever you're speaking his truth over your life, whenever you're speaking his reality over your reality, you are commanding the atmosphere to respond to that. And so I know I got super, super deep just now. <laughs> But I really do. Um, That's the point of the Preaching Potential is to be able to get deep with simple things and things that seem like they're simple on the surface level. Again, that comes from Pastor Mike Todd and he passes Transformation Church in Oklahoma. So let's move right on to our next part of the episode. We are talking today about forgiveness. Forgiveness, in my opinion, is a subject that is inexhaustible. Why is it inexhaustible? Because people all over, of all nations, all creeds, all men and women, struggle with forgiveness and struggle with the ability to forgive. And I understand why it is a natural struggle. Because, as I've said before, when you forgive someone or when you're considering whether or not you should forgive someone, it feels like forgiving them is like giving them a pass for their behavior. It feels like it's letting them off the hook for doing something to you that might have been hurtful, deceptive, traumatic, whatever the case may be. And so none of us want to feel like we're exposing ourselves and opening ourselves up to being hurt again or being deceived again. Um, And when you forgive someone or or when you're thinking about forgiveness in your mind, it does sort of feel like you're you're excusing the behavior and like you're giving the person an easy pass and and so I get it. I do get why it is difficult but my goal always with throne room thoughts and even when I'm just engaging in regular conversation with people, my goal is always to get people to see things from a different lens to see things from a different perspective. Your perspective is everything. Pastor Stephen Frederick says your perspective could either be your passport or your prison. And that is exactly how I view it. So your perspective could either be a gateway for you to have a broader understanding of something and for you to open up your mind to different to to different possibilities, or your perspective could be a prison and it makes you narrow-minded and it keeps you limited and stunted in your growth and in your thinking of things. And what we want to do on Throne Room Thoughts is, is expand our horizons, expand our thoughts, expand our visions and our views. So what I'm hoping is that when we're done with this episode, and as you continue to go out into your everyday lives and continue to live your life and and navigate different situations that you have your own broader understanding and your broader approach to each and every situation. So um, forgiveness, let's look at what scripture says about forgiveness. Colossians 3 and 13 says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So first and foremost, forgiveness is a command from God. Forgiveness is not optional. It feels optional because when someone's wronged us, we get like a righteous indignation and we feel like, listen, I have the right to my anger. I have the right to feel how I feel. And it's only natural that I feel this way. And that may be true to a certain extent. However, forgiveness is a command from God. He is commanding us to forgive one another. Why? Because He forgives us, He forgives us endlessly. The Bible says that he is inexhaustible. The Bible says he's long-suffering. God is a long-suffering God. And so he is constantly forgiving us. He is constantly overlooking our flaws. He is constantly loving us in spite of the things that we do and the mistakes that we make. And so first and foremost, it's a command from God. The second scripture that I want to highlight starts to speak more to why it's important for us on a personal level because, yes, it's important because God commands it. But regardless of what God commands, until it becomes a real thing for you individually and it becomes something practical for you individually, it, it'll still be somewhat of an abstract idea. So why is it important for you personally to forgive? Ephesians 4, 26 through 27 says, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Now, this is where it gets important, right? This is where it gets juicy and good. Don't sin by letting anger control you. So what happens when you're angry is you now become controlled by that anger. That anger feeling of anger starts to dictate your thoughts and starts to dictate your behavior. And there's no telling where that can lead you at that point. After something else starts to be in control of you and another force starts to take control of your mind and your actions, then there's no telling where that can end up because you're no longer the person that's that's driving things. You're no longer the one that's in control of, of how you're behaving. And so from, from what I know, nobody wants to give over control of their thoughts, of their body, of their mind, of their will to anybody, right? The only person, the only force I need control in me is the Holy Spirit. The only force I need controlling me is the spirit of the Lord. That's the only force I need controlling me. I don't need a substance controlling me. I don't need a person controlling me. I don't need anybody else's ideologies and philosophies controlling me. I only need the spirit of the living God controlling me because the fruit that comes from the spirit are things like love, joy, kindness, patience, goodness, faithfulness. And these are all wonderful, wonderful things. So I don't need anything controlling me, but the Bible says that you should abstain from sinning and letting anger control you. Anger gives a foothold to the devil. So what happens now, right? When we're walking around with unforgiveness, when we're walking around with anger and bitterness, this now gives the enemy, the devil, an opportunity to play with your mind, play with your head, play with your emotions. This gives the enemy an opportunity to plant seeds of bitterness in you that now taint the way you approach other people taint the way you look at other situations and it sort of creates a situation where we feel like we got to build up these protective barriers and these these different coping mechanisms because once you've been hurt no one wants to ever feel those feelings again and when you when you decide I'm never going to let anybody treat me like this I'm never going to let anybody put me through this or whatever the case may be now you start to build up the walls you start to build up these these like i said protective mechanisms and so that right there those kinds of of ways to approach things are just the enemy's way of trying to keep you limited and isolated. Not to say you can't use wisdom. Yes, if someone deceives you, if someone hurts you, if someone treats you a certain way, you certainly don't want it to repeat itself, but that doesn't necessarily mean you now have to build up protective barriers. You just have to use wisdom in the way you approach things and you just have to use wisdom and discernment in the way that you decide who you're going to let into your life, how much of yourself you're going to relinquish, and whether or not not this particular friendship, or or whatever the case is, is is worth you investing yourself and worth that person coming into your personal space and sharing your peace and sharing your joy with that person. That's a different podcast for a different day. We can definitely talk about how to go about. Identifying your worth, understanding your identity and then making your decisions from that place, because a lot of times we're making decisions from a broken place and from a place of error, a place of misunderstanding. And so you get a whole different kind of result when you do that. So we can definitely talk about that on another podcast but yeah so the devil gets you to a place where you feel like you have to isolate you have to harden your heart develop protective barriers and all that does is is potentially keep you away from wonderful opportunities wonderful people and great experiences so you definitely don't want to give the devil a a a foothold like scripture says in your life um the third Verse that I wanted to look at comes from Ephesians later on in that same chapter. This is verse 31 to 32, and it says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So, again, get rid of All bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, right? Forgive each other just as God has forgiven us through Christ. Um, And again, this is important because God says to do it. If God says to do it, then that means it's good for us. There's no two ways about it. It doesn't mean that it feels good, and it doesn't mean that it's easy or comfortable, a lot of times the, the, the right thing is uncomfortable. A lot of times the better, wiser choice is an inconvenient um, choice and it's not always a fun choice. But the promise that God gives is that we will have peace When we're in obedience, we will have joy when we're in obedience. God rewards obedience because it shows us where it shows him where our loyalty lies and where our faithfulness lies, that we can be trusted and that we are true believers. Um, Scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. When you have faith in something, you rely on that thing. You look to that thing. You trust in that thing. And so that's exactly the kind of relationship God wants with us. A relationship where it says, okay, God, I trust you. I may not know why this is happening, but I trust you. This may not be fair to me, but I trust you. I may want to do it this way, but you're saying to do it that way. I'm going to do it that way because I trust you. That's the kind of relationship that God wants. And that's the kind of relationship that's authentic and intimate. And he can reward that behavior by revealing himself to us, revealing his power to us, revealing his purpose in our, in our life to us. And so sometimes we go through things we don't know why and we can't understand it. But when we relinquish it to God and we turn it over to him and choose faith instead of unforgiveness, God can reveal to us why we went through this and now how is he going to use that in our life for our greater good? Because he promises that all things... Work together for our good. So, yes, the hurt works together for your good. Your pain works together for your good. Your anger works together for your good. Your anguish works together for your good. All things means all things, and God promises all things work together for your good. But what we have to do is we have to give God a free canvas to work with. So we have to open ourselves up and surrender to Him and say, Yes, I'm angry and I don't want to forgive this person. This person don't deserve my forgiveness for what they did what they've done or what they continue to do but God I'm surrendering that to you because I trust that you will use this situation to advance me and to excel me and to elevate me that's the level of trust we have to be at with God so when we talk about Forgiveness. It's not blind forgiveness. It's not, oh, holier than thou forgiveness. It's actually being conscious of the fact that this is really, really hard for me to handle on my own. And only through God can I get through. Only through God's power can I actually make it through over this threshold. And then when you approach it that way, then you can lift the weight and lift the burden off of yourself. So, yes, the oneness of forgiveness is on you but you do it through Christ. You do it through the strength that God gives you to do it. Because in our own might, it's too difficult to do. That pain sometimes is too much to bear. And sometimes we've been going through a situation for so long that you don't even know where forgiveness begins and bitterness ends. And you don't even, you can't even decipher those kind of things because you're so entrenched in the thick of what you've gone through. And so, My encouragement would be to give it to God, to surrender it to God. Be honest with him. He knows everything we're going through anyway. We're not hiding anything from God. King David said, if I make my bed in hell, you'd be there to the Lord. Because there's no place you can go and no thing you can feel, no experience you can have that would be like, oh, God, I caught you by surprise with that. So it's not that he doesn't know what we're going through. There's a difference between him knowing because he's all-knowing and him knowing because we're saying, God... I'm an open book. Please come into my life and take this from me. Help me with this experience. Help me carry this burden. Take this burden from me. That's a very different thing. What God wants is our surrender. He don't want to take anything from us. He can, but he doesn't want to. He wants our total surrender. And in that total surrender, in that place where we no longer feel the need to control, the the need to know, the need to determine. In that place is where God can say, all right, I'm going to meet you here and I'm going to trade. I'm going to trade that pain and take my joy. I'm going to trade that anguish and take my peace. I'm going to trade that sadness and take my joy, take my contentment. And that is the place that we want to be at. When all else fails, choose to forgive. It's a choice that we make. And it's not an easy choice, but I promise you, it is a choice that leaves you free from the burden of the situation and free from the toxic things that are associated with the situation. A lot of times we we get so committed to our trauma and we get so committed to our experiences that we don't know who we are minus those experiences. Those experiences define us. And so When you've been in a relationship for most of your life, when you have children with a person, when you've been through a traumatic experience, whether it be abuse, sexual molestation, when you've had an addiction or when when you you used to live a certain kind of lifestyle and now you're no longer in that lifestyle. We become so married and committed to our narratives and our experiences that sometimes you don't know who you are without those things. Who are you besides a mother? Who are you besides a wife? Who are you besides um, such and such girlfriend? Who are you besides this, the, the, this nurse or this doctor or this social worker? You don't know because your identity has been so closely intertwined with your experience that now to try to take steps forward, you, you wouldn't even know where to begin. And my suggestion is begin with the Lord. Begin with the Lord. He makes all things new. He makes all things new. And so when we don't know where to go and we don't know where to turn, He could absolutely help us with that. Remember, forgiveness frees up the canvas of your life, it frees it up for you to have new experiences, for you to enjoy your life and not be held bondage or held captive to anything that has hurt you in the past or any of the negative and toxic emotions that you've felt due to certain situations. And so it is 100% worth it to forgive, not to be a person who carries around the baggage and the weight of past trauma. Let me suggest three Simple, practical steps that anybody could take in terms of trying to avoid being in a state of unforgiveness and avoid allowing unforgiveness to turn into bitterness and take root in our lives. The first step, easy, practical, stay in the word of God. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than a double edged sword is what scripture tells us. Stay in the word What you cannot do, what is beyond you and what feels like the impossible through the word and the supernatural power of God's word, those things can get done. Those things can be changed and eradicated and made new. So if you have issues with unforgiveness, if you have struggles letting things go, if you find that you are easily offended, then You gotta be honest about that with yourself, take inventory of that and how that's affecting your life, how that's affecting your relationships and your interactions with other people. And you gotta be willing to actually address it and address it in all honesty. And I would say the first place to address anything is in scripture because scripture has something to say about everything under the sun. So I would address it in scripture, see what God says about unforgiveness. Just as we read a few scriptures earlier, There are many others in the Bible that talks about unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, grace, kindness, mercy, all of these different things associated with forgiveness and unforgiveness. Get into the word and allow the spirit to commune with you and speak with you through God's word and change your perspective on things. The other thing I would say is to check your heart in terms of how quickly you forgive. The quicker you can let things roll off your back, the quicker you can get past it. Sometimes we give things a little bit too much time to resonate with us and too much time to sit with us. And then that leads to us ruminating and going over it and replaying it and feeling like, wait, what? No, she said what? Or he did what? That's not, that's not even necessary. So the best thing we could do for ourselves is let things roll off our backs. Boom. It happened. Dismiss it as quickly as you can. It doesn't mean not to address things appropriately and respectfully in the right time. But what it what it means is you don't sit and stew in it. So you're not giving it a chance to now become a thing. Let it roll off your back. Don't be easily offended. Try not to be easily offended. Um, the third thing I would suggest is to... Understand when something is about you and when it's not. Right. So sometimes we encounter things with people. We get into little conflicts, little spats here and there, and you examine it and you stop and you realize this doesn't even seem like it has anything to do with me. Like the person may not even really know you. You may find yourself having conflicts with people at work or, or, or somebody that you, you see in passing every now and then you just butt heads. And it's like, you don't even really know each other. So it can't be that deep. It can't really be about you and this person when you and this person don't even really know each other. So sometimes you have to just take a step back and say, wait a minute, this may not even really be about me. Sometimes people are contending with their own issues. They're battling their own things that have nothing to do with them. Sometimes we ourselves are battling our own things and we take it out on other people and you may not even realize you're doing that. The best thing we can do is acknowledge when something is not about us so that we don't then take it on and make it something that it's not or magnify it to some, to a size that it doesn't have to be. So one, stay in the word, stay in, in, in God's word and let scripture be your guide. Let scripture change and renew and transform you. Two, um, don't be so easily offended do do your own heart check let things roll off let things slide every now and then not everything has to be a thing somebody step on your foot a little too hard somebody bump you a little too hard speaks to you in a way you don't like Sometimes you can let things slide. Not everything has to become a bigger issue. And then the third thing is to take a step back, examine things, and and know when something is not about you. Sometimes when we, you remove yourself from it or when you relinquish someone else and acknowledge that, you know what, this is my stuff, this is not your stuff, then... It helps to alleviate the the stress of the situation, and it helps um, build a build a bridge for us to to move forward. So those are three easy, um, well maybe not necessarily easy, but there are three practical ways that we could certainly put into practice in terms of working on being able to forgive, forgive quickly, and move forward. Let's go into the next segment of the podcast, the Throne Room Thoughts podcast. The next segment is what I'm listening to now. So what I'm listening to now, and I'm so unapologetic about it. Anybody who follows me, Liberty's mom 15 on Instagram or my Throne Room Thoughts Instagram page, listen, you know that I am listening to the album is called Atmosphere Two, and it's by Jubilee Worship. Jubilee Worship is the worship team that comes out of the church that Phil, that gospel singer Phil Thompson is from. Uh, yes, Phil Thompson, my worship, Phil Thompson. So the the um the worship team that that worships at the church that he's from is Jubilee Worship. So they have an atmosphere album they have atmosphere one and then they have atmosphere two so right now atmosphere two is commanding my whole life they have a song called no bondage that song is everything legitimately everything and then another one called atmosphere shift which features phil thompson wonderful 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 songs these guys are doing wonderful things for the kingdom and these songs are literally soundtracks for my life right now and so that is what i'm listening to right now this the album again is called atmosphere 2 and it's by jubilee worship please give it a listen when you have time it will certainly not disappoint we shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony as usual keep your testimonies coming testimonies are everything and then some they're so wonderful for the spirit they give us hope they give us something to look forward to and they show people that this god that we serve is a real god and not only is he real but he's on time he's alive and he's a big god so let's keep the testimonies coming you can email me at throne room thoughts at gmail or you can visit throne room and fill out the contact and request information so that we could stay in contact and so you could send prayer requests and upload your testimonies and all of that good stuff. We have a large and in charge online Bible study coming up in January. We will be doing 31 days of wisdom for the entire month of January, studying the book of Proverbs. We're looking at the areas of finance, spiritual growth, interpersonal relationship and character development and so we are going to be studying the book of proverbs for the entire month of january and looking at these four areas and drawing on godly wisdom and godly principles and um making a deliberate and intentional effort to apply the godly wisdom that we learn through the Bible study to these various areas, trying to start off our year really, really strong on Throne Room Thoughts. This is open to everyone and anyone who wants to join. All you have to do is email me at throne thoughts at Gmail, or like I said, go on ThroneRoomThoughts.com and fill out the contact form with your information, and I will email you all of the corresponding information for the Bible study so that you can follow along open to the online community. It's open to my Facebook family who who follows me on the Throne Room Thoughts Facebook page. And so, yeah, we grow together in community. The more we know, the more we grow. And we certainly want to grow in Christ. And at Throne Room Thoughts, the goal is to understand God's promises and understand what the benefits are of being a believer, being a Christian, being a child of the most high God and how we could draw on those benefits daily to change our thoughts, to change our life and to change our outcomes. So until next time, love you all. Be safe. Be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. Stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com.